Greetings, friends, fellow patriots, and fellow citizens, and welcome to this week's edition of the We the People Convention News and Opinion Podcast. My name is Tom Zawistowski. I'm the host of this podcast. I'm the president of the We the People Convention. And this uh, podcast and our website and our emails and text messages and everything we do are uh, paid for by the generous donations of our many uh, donors from around the country. And we thank them for making this possible. If you are, uh, you know, a, co- a consistent, you know, weekly viewer of the podcast, thank you so much for uh, your loyalty and for staying with us. Uh, if you are new to the podcast, welcome to you. Uh, you will find that this uh, podcast is a little bit different than many that you'll see uh, in that, you know, we really, we give you news and opinion. We filter out all the noise and, 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 and try to, you know, focus on the things that really affect you and your family and your community. Uh, but then we, um, we also act. We are very, you know, much focused on taking action to protect and defend our individual freedom and liberty and prosperity, and all of which are under attack like never before in your or my lifetime. So uh, be ready to, you know, be asked to do things, uh, you know, as well as to get informed about things that affect you and your and your family and your life uh, as we go through this podcast. But welcome to everyone. Thank you for joining us. We greatly appreciate it. Um, we have been beginning our podcast in the, the, the last half year or longer with a prayer for the um uh, the people who have been arrested and incarcerated illegally, the political prisoners in Washington, D.C., who were arrested after the January 6th protest. Um, and so we will do that again. I, I want to thank those of you who did show up in D.C. last Wednesday to, uh, you know, to rally for their release uh, on the, at the request of Jake Lang. I do. Uh, I did want you to know that Jake Lang has been transferred to a PA prison. Uh, so that's good news. Hopefully he'll be treated better there. But the fight still goes on, uh, you know, to get them released. But they, the whole thing on Wednesday just kind of got lost in the Ukraine war uh, situation and it just didn't get much publicity. Uh, I also want to include in our prayers, obviously, uh, today before we start our show, uh, not just the political prisoners, their families and their lawyers, but we want to also, um, you know, pray for Tamara Lich and uh, Chris Barber, two of the founders of the, uh, you know, the Freedom Convoy in Canada, both of whom have been, you know, uh, arrested and are, are being denied bail. And there was a rumor uh, that came out on like Thursday that Tamara Lich had committed suicide uh, in her prison cell, but that was not true. And I wanted to make sure you know that that was not true. Uh, but we want to pray for them. Uh, pastor Pavlovsky, who we played a very emotional video, a Polish pastor in Canada who, uh, you know, made a very defiant video and talked a lot about what you're seeing in Ukraine with Russia and Ukraine and about tyranny and how you've got to fight it because it will just destroy you if you don't. He has been rearrested. He is being held without bail. And so, um, you know, there's great concerns. And then obviously we, we want to pray for everyone in Ukraine, the, the innocent men and women uh, in Ukraine who, who are being slaughtered. Um, you know, the, their casualties are starting to mount. I don't think anybody really knows how bad it is yet. Uh, but the fighting is still raging here as we record this podcast on Saturday, uh, February 26, 2022. So let's just take a few seconds to say a quick prayer 
for all those people and for, um, you know, for the world and for our country, which is under some very severe uh, threat right now. All right. Now, obviously, the big news of this week is the Russian invasion of Ukraine. And um, I, I, you know, it's a full fledged invasion. It's not just, hey, we're going to take these two eastern provinces that are mostly Russian. Uh, it's, you know, Vladimir Putin has gone all in. And, and that's a surprise to me and a surprise to many people. You can see on this map that, um, you know, it's, it's just, an unbelievable, you know, uh, total assault on Ukraine. And there's lots of speculation about, you know, what is that about? Why did he do this? What, you know, why are, you know, why are we in the situation we're in? You know, I have to admit that I was wrong when I told you that I thought it was a wag the dog, that I thought that, um, you know, that he would not invade and that, uh, you know, Biden was just using this as cover for his uh, horrible, disastrous record in his first year in the United States where he's, you know, destroyed our economy. Inflation is the highest in 40 years. Um, you know, he's destroyed our borders. He's, uh, you know, he's obviously done a horrible job in our foreign policy, as we'll talk more here. And, um, you know, but I did not think that Putin would, would invade. I didn't think he'd have to. And I guess, you know, while I, I was wrong about that, I, I think, you know, we are right about the fact that the reason that this, we are where we're at, the reason we are in this very precarious situation is because of the mistakes made uh, by not just, you know, Biden and the U.S. government, which of which there are many, but by Germany and by Europe and NATO and the rest of the world. Um, it's, it's really disturbing that, you know, Putin has made it clear that his main desire was to have assurances that Ukraine would never be a part of NATO because he didn't want a NATO country on his border and they would not give him that. And then, and then the lies just started. Okay. So, you know, here, here you are, we you know, we with statements like we have done everything we can to prevent this when in fact they've done everything they could to make it happen they they didn't concede on the nato you know thing with ukraine then uh you know biden first thing he did was give the go ahead to the Nord Stream 2 uh, pipeline to make germany and europe dependent on russian oil and natural gas then he shut down our oil and gas and made us dependent we, we imported 232 billion, million barrels of oil from Russia. The United States did last year. That's outrageous. That's incredibly stupid. Okay? So, so you know, they've got Germany that gave up their nuclear power plants to become more dependent on Russia because of these crazy, fanatical, you know, supposed environmentalists right, who want to save the planet from climate, you know, change, except they're not environmentalists. They're anti-capitalists. They want to destroy capitalism, and they're using environment as the excuse, right, because capitalism is fueled by energy. 
Cheap energy means more capitalism, which has brought more people out of poverty than anything that's ever been done in history. Okay, we've talked about this on the show before. But now, because of the influence of these radicals, we are now in a precarious situation. And instead of Biden, you know, he, he, you know, two lies right to your face this week. On Monday, before the invasion, they said they were imposing sanctions to prevent Putin from going into Ukraine. When he invaded and they increased the sanctions, Biden went on your TV, looked you in the face and said, well, these sanctions were never intended to prevent the invasion. They just told you two days before they were. So why aren't you doing things that would have prevented the invasion, like unleashing American energy and telling you know, Putin, we're going to replace you, we're going to bankrupt you, right? Then they put on quote-unquote sanctions on Monday to supposedly prevent Putin from invading. Um, Putin has stolen like $200 billion. That's what he has in his Swiss bank accounts. Yeah. So when Joe Biden and the, and the, and the commies in our government put on sanctions to prevent Trump, uh, Biden from acting, guess what? They didn't put sanctions on Swiss bank accounts. What's the deal there? Guess what? They didn't ban importing oil from Russia. That's how they're funding it. it with oil at $100 a barrel, it's a it's a, a windfall for Putin. That's where he's getting the money to do this. We gave it to them. That's how stupid we are. And then Biden again looks you in the face, does one of his pathetic press conferences, and says, "We, the American people, are going to have to sacrifice for Ukrainian democracy." Right? Number one, Ukraine's not a democracy. They imprisoned the opposition party in Ukraine. There's no opposition party. He's in prison, okay? So it's not a democracy. Number two, why do we have to sacrifice for Ukrainian democracy? Well, because there's going to be oil shortages. The price of oil and gas are going to go up. They're, they're, they're talking about 6 7 and $8 a gallon gasoline in the United States. Why? Because Joe Biden's doing that, not Putin, not Ukraine. They're not doing that to you. They're not hurting you. Joe Biden, the Democrat Communist Party, the radical left are hurting you. They are intentionally, intentionally withholding our oil and gas to hurt us. Okay? Now, I'm going to play a, a quick video here from uh, De our friend Dick Morris who always has an interesting take. Listen to some of the other things we've done to help Putin. In this past week, in the past seven days, the United States has bought $300 million of Russian oil and has shipped hundreds of millions of dollars of copper and other materials to Russia. The trade overall amounts to a little less than a trillion dollars. So it is not an exaggeration to say that the Biden administration 
is helping to fund the Russian invasion of Ukraine. In addition, we had 160 American soldiers there in Ukraine instructing Ukrainian pilots on how to use our equipment. Biden withdrew them all. That amounts to an invitation to the Russians to bomb the Air Force bases. Because if any Americans were killed in one of those bombings, there would be hell to pay and it might rapidly escalate. And by pulling them out, Biden is almost inviting those air attacks. In addition, late last night, Biden's spokesman came out and said that the sanctions we're imposing do not include the SWIFT banking system. Today, Biden is about to speak, and he may reverse that, but it certainly was a flashing green light to Russia to proceed with the invasion. So there you have it, right? Trillions of dollars we're transferring to Russia Okay, important minerals and things like that. And then Joe Biden's going to look you in the face and say he's doing everything he can. He's not. Uh, You know, from Russia, the United still imports nearly 600,000 barrels of oil every day. In contrast, the Keystone XL pipeline Biden shut down was supposed to transport 830,000 barrels at peak capacity from Canada, from the shale oil in Canada. Biden didn't sanction the Russian energy sector because he couldn't have. Trump could have and probably would have. So don't buy the lie. It's a national security issue, President Biden, Democrats, commies in our country. It's real simple. If we want to defeat Russia and stop this from happening, and this never would have happened, 62%, I think, of Americans surveyed this week said if Trump was president, Putin would have never invaded Ukraine. And they're right. They're right. Because we would have been producing enough oil and gas to give to make sure the free world didn't have to dep- depend on communists. Right? So you need to be screaming. This is the first ask of the show. You've got to be all over your congressmen and senators, including Democrats. I don't care if you're in a blue state. Demanding that they tell Biden to unleash our national, our natural gas and oil producing capacities to defend the world and to not hurt us to get our inflation down. That's the best way. The reason you're going to have inflation, folks, is not just because at the pump you're going to pay more per gallon, but plastics, pharmaceuticals, all kinds of things you consume and you know eat and use are made from byproducts of oil, okay? It's That's where the inflation is going to come from. We are doing 3 million or 3 billion barrels of oil less per year now than we were under Trump. There's a plant near Parkersburg, West Virginia that has the biggest fracking plant in the world. Then they're building another one. They're just almost done with another one before Biden got in the way. They have more natural gas under them in West Virginia than there is in all of Canada and Alaska combined. They're able to turn that on right now. Call your senator. Call your congressman. Demand that they stop the insanity and unleash our most important weapon against tyranny, and that is our fossil fuels. That's the bottom line. We're doing this to ourselves. This whole invasion didn't have to happen. The people and the and the green energy side of things, you know, especially idiots like John Kerry, 
they've got the blood of Ukrainians on their hands because Putin could never have done this if we didn't fund him. And that's just the bottom line. So speaking of, you know, tyrants and people that need to be defeated, uh, you know, it was it was lost in the news. I mean, I know those of you who are Me the People Convention members, you know, get our texts and our emails. So you were, you know, you were notified as soon as Trudeau revoked the Emergency Act. And if you don't get our texts and emails, just go to wethepeopleconvention.org and, and right on the front page, you can put in your email and your, your phone number to be texted. And again, for those who are new, we ask for your phone number because our emails get blocked by Google and AOL and, and Yahoo and all those lefty groups, but our text messages get through at a higher percentage. So that's why we ask for both. We text you a link to the email. Okay, but, you know, Trudeau on Tuesday was, you know, revoked the heinous Emergencies Act uh, where they were arresting, you know, the truckers. They were, uh, you know, seizing their bank accounts, their assets. They were seizing the bank accounts of people who donated to them without any legal right to do so. Uh, I, I heard uh, Dennis Prager, I think it was, or uh, our local radio show, where they, he got a, a message from someone they knew in Canada that his son had given $10 to the uh, GoFundMe or the Give, Send, Go thing for the uh, convoy, and they seized his bank account. Okay? Absolutely insane. So Trudeau re revoked the Emergencies Act. Well, why? Well, first of all, the, the act had to be approved by both the House and the Senate. And in the House on Monday, they, they supported Trudeau because his party is, and again, remember, Trudeau in the last election only got one third of Canadian votes from the public. But they have a parliamentary system where then the members of parliament have a say in that. And Trudeau's party is bigger when combined with the communists. And I mean actual communists, the Communist Party of Canada. They were in the House and they voted to support this crackdown, this illegal emergency uh, act crackdown. The next day, the Senate was going to vote. It was clear they were not going to support Trudeau. And he did not want the public rebuke of that. And so he came out and said that... Uh, you know, there's no longer an emergency and, and that, you know, therefore we don't need to do this. Well, the question all along was, why did you do it in the first place? They didn't have the Emergencies Act when they cleared the vehicles from the, the bridge between Canada and the United States and Detroit. They just used regular police powers. He didn't need this act. Okay. And so there's, there was also things. And if you go to this story, you know, in Battle Trudeau Revokes the Emergency Act at wethepeopleconvention.org, you will see that there's also some things in there that the senators had be, uh, had been given confidential emails between Trudeau and his his you know his uh, advisors where they were talking about how they could use the Emergency Act to advance their political agenda, not how to solve the crisis. Not that they needed this because you know they they, they wanted you know, they were unable to solve the crisis any other way. No, no, no. They were using this for their own communist political agenda. And you're going to see how in a minute. Okay. So this is part of why the Senate was going to reject them. But then there was another factor. And if you go to wethepeopleconvention.org, you'll see this, this, you know, our story. Oh, oh, Trudeau invoking of Emergency Act undermines plans for bank social credit scores. Now, those of you who don't know what social credit scores are, that's what 
uh, China is doing to control their population. This is where uh, a credit score, where they track your phone and they track all your emails and all your messages. And they say, well, geez, you met with that Tom Zawistowski guy from We The People Convention. Your score goes down. You can't buy that product now. Okay, this is what the, they want for our future. This is what the global reset is. So this story that's on our website came from a, a guy who's called the Conservative Treehouse, which is a very interesting conservative website. And the guy there goes by the name of Sundance. And here's what he had to say after Trudeau revoked the uh, Emergencies Act. Sunlight is the best disinfectant. A promotional video from the Canadian Bankers Association helps to neatly connect all the dots about why the Canadian government made such a quick reversal in their bank asset seizures in the last 24 hours. And yes, as we suspected, it almost certainly come, uh, can, it's, was almost certainly contact from the World Economic Forum to Canadian Finance Minister Christia Friedland that triggered the change in position. When Canadian President Justin Trudeau and Finance Minister Friedland announced they would use the Emergency Act declaration to target the financial support system, banks, accounts, and accounts of people who were protesting against COVID mandates, they not only undermined the integrity of the Canadian banking system, but they also inadvertently struck a, stuck a wrench into the plans for the World Economic Forum and the collaborative use of uh, Canadian Banking Association to, credit, uh, to create a digital ID. If the Canadian government can arbitrarily block citizen access to their banking institution without any due process, what does that say about the system the Canadian Banking Association was putting in place as part of the digital ID network? If the CBA digital identity were in place, the same people targeted by Trudeau's use of the Emergency Act would have had their entire identity blocked by the same government measures. The realizations of the issue, reflected by a severe undermining of the faith in the banking system, is a dramatic problem for those working to create and promote the digital ID. It is not coincidental that the financial targeting mechanism deployed by Trudeau and Friedland, the Canadian bank system, is the same system being used to create the digital identity. As a result of government targeting bank accounts, Finance Minister Friedland created just a reference point for those who would argue against these things. Okay? So that's, that's what he's saying. Uh, the motive for the World Economic Forum and Canadian Bankers Association to immediately reach out to Trudeau and Freeland and tell them to back off of their plan is crystal clear. That is almost certainly why Freeland appeared so admonished, shocked, and incapable of getting her footing yesterday at the press conference and why the Canadian government simultaneously informed Parliament they were unfreezing the bank accounts. Okay? So there's, there's big things going on there. Right. And, and while the, the, the propaganda news media wants to keep telling you there's nothing to see here, nothing to see here. We're all, you know, these are all boogeymen. These are conspiracy theories. Um, th that's just not true. And we're going to talk about, you know, our press release that I sent out, uh, this week about the, the, you know, the, the American people's convoy. But in primus, I don't know if you're familiar, Hillsdale College has a, uh, a, a, a mailing that's free that they send out once a month that's a, basically an essay by someone like Victor Davis Hanson or someone really intellectually sound and on great footing. And they've got, uh, in, in, in Primus this week or this month, they've got a, an article about the, uh, the big reset, the great reset. It's real. It's, it, it is the Davos class elites who are trying to change our world. 
by using oil and gas and, and, and these, these stupid climate policies to destroy capitalism and create more and more dependency by you on government. Okay? Trudeau said, you know, after the last Davos meeting, in 10 years from now, you'll own nothing and, and be happy because the state will own everything. You'll have no freedom. That's their mindset. That's what he's trying to do in Canada. That's what they're trying to bring to the United States. That's what Biden and the Democrat communists here want to do to you. You're too stupid to run your life. We're college-educated geniuses who are going to tell you what you can do, where you can work, if your business can stay open, whether you have to wear a mask, what you can say. They're going to tell you that. You want to live in that world? That's why we got to fight now. Because that world's coming, and that's really the problem. So this week, the People's Convoy uh, announced its routes, and you can see them at uh, wethepeopleconvention.org. I, I posted them there, which days they're leaving from where. Because again, if you're going across the country, you know you, you can't all leave at the same time because you can get to D.C. from Cleveland in six hours, you know, and, and it takes you know a couple days to get there from L.A. Okay, so they're leaving at different points, and and we're, oh, I want you to look at the the schedule. Okay, go to WeThePeopleConvention.org and start thinking about how you can support them. Can you do what we they did in Canada, and can we be on the bridges and along the roads with signs and flags supporting these guys? Um, and one of the things that was interesting about the announcement is that they announced that they're not going to go to the Capitol building or the White House that they're going to basically surround Washington on the outer belt, okay, as their protest. I think that's wise. I think that's more effective. You know, let's blockade all the roads, the big highways outside of D.C., and that will send a stronger message than going to the White House and being just abused by, you know, the, you know, the, the, the you know, Washington D.C. police and all the other people that you know were you know were just instigating you know problems at the January sixth event, right? So I think that was a good thing. The message of the People's Convoy is simple: it's time for elected officials to work with the blue collar and white collar workers of America and restore accountability and lay and liberty by lifting all mandates and ending the state of emergency. As COVID is well in hand now, and Americans need to get back to work in a free and unrestricted manner. Um, unfortunately, with that statement about lift the vaccine state of emergency, Joe Biden just went out of his way to reimpose it this week. But before I talk about that, here's a video from one of the, the, the convoy you know, organizers. Of the United States of America, my name is Kyle Sefcik of the Freedom Convoy USA 2022, and our routes meet here in D.C. on March 1st in time for your State of the Union address. We are very organized and our routes are public. I even pulled a permit for the National Mall to be respectful. I just wanna be as transparent as possible from the start so there's no confusion. We are coming peacefully and we're gonna do this lawfully and constitutionally. I want the rest of the world to know our plans so that there's no twisting and lying about who and what we are. I'm coming to you as a father, a small business owner who's unaffiliated to any parties. We just want government overreach to end. On behalf of Freedom Convoy USA 2022, we are asking you to end the state of emergency, end the mandates once and for all. Sir, the world is watching us. 
because they know that if what's happening in Canada happens to us here in the land of the free, then freedom as we know it is gone. So we are leaving the choice to you. The decision is in your hands. This whole convoy, this whole assembly on the National Mall, it doesn't even have to happen if you just end things now and we can get on with our lives. To you other convoys that plan on meeting us here, we look forward to seeing you and joining with you. We're gonna do this right. We're gonna do this honorably. Mr. President, we have no other motives in this mission. You see, the government, our elected officials of both parties have failed us tremendously these last two years. And now it's time for us, we, the people, to fix this, to end this. We're ready to get back to our lives, the ones promised and guaranteed in the United States Constitution, Bill of Rights, and the contract that you signed and swore an oath to under the one true God. This is simple. End this. Okay, so there you have th that video. Now that guy is running for governor of Maryland, and he mentioned the other convoys. What's going on here is that there are multiple convoys that are getting organized, okay? And so he's bringing a, his own convoy, you know, to be there for the State of the Union from like Maryland. Now, there's good and bad to this, right? The, you know, by having people just acting out on their own, which we encourage, right? All of us must use our own skills and resources to defend our freedom and liberty. But what, you know, that gives us a strategic advantage in that it's harder for the DOJ. It's harder for the deep state. It's harder for the media. Okay. To isolate and attack and destroy them because they don't know where they're coming from. Okay. I used to say that the Tea Party, we were a bunch of fire ants. We literally crawl out of the ground and just start biting you to death. And we're these little tiny guys, but we're just driving you crazy. Okay. So we need to be fire ants. On the other hand, it causes confusion. You know, which one is the right one? Which one's going to get the media coverage? And that's still playing out. So that, that's, you know, there, I just want you to be aware that there's more than one convoy and a lot of them are self-serving. There were, you know, there's a politician from Pennsylvania who declared he was having a convoy. He had like five pickup trucks. That hurts us. That embarrasses us. We saw this in the Tea Party way, way back where lots of people started groups because the Tea Party was, you know, really making some noise and, and, and getting some attention. And they all were, were, you know, trying to use the groups to promote themselves, to win elected office. Uh, it was selfish. Don't, don't do that. This is about our nation. This is serious business. And, and, and you need to know how serious this business is. So I posted this article, you know, on our website and you really need to read it. And I know it's long and you really need to share it, but you got to read it because it explains what the heck is really going on. And so you'll see this graphic on our website where I say it comes down to this. The working class must now show the virtual class who is really the essential worker, okay? Now, the story is long, so I, I'm not going to read it to you. But basically, you know, what, the, what there's, the whole gist of this is, is that we now have two very distinct types of people in the United States and in the world. There's the working class who works with physical objects, right? You drive a truck, you grow a crop, you drill for oil, you fix my furnace, you know, you, you do my hair, you, 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 you run the grocery store. 
That's the physical working class. The other is they're calling it the virtual class, all right? So it's not Republican versus Democrat, right? It's it's this working class versus, versus this people who are called the virtual class because they don't touch the physical world. They, they, their world, they deal with information. They manipulate information. Now, the information they manipulate can change things in the physical world. But the bottom line is they can't live without all the things the working class provides. They, they would starve. Okay. So that's the point. When you, when the clash comes, they've been dominating us. Right. They've, they've been silencing, you know, uh, censoring your Facebook and saying, you can't speak here. And they've been, you know, getting rid of Bill O'Reilly from TV and, and different conservatives. They've been trying to, you know, to manipulate the virtual world to control you, but they can't manipulate the physical world. That's our realm. That's where we live and work every day. And so what's happened is we haven't used our power to change their behavior while they've used their power to change our behavior. Does that make sense? Did you get that? Now, this article goes into more depth about why that is. But this whole issue on the trucker convoys is this battle for who's really in charge? Who's really in charge? The virtual class, particularly globally, they think they're in charge of everything and they want to rule over you, okay? But we've got to stop that if we want individual liberty and freedom and if we want prosperity. And prosperity, folks, here's a memo to Trudeau. The key to prosperity is property. When he says you'll own nothing and be happy, that's spoken like a true commie because that's never going to be true. We humans it is it is our competition for the access acquiring of property that gives us you know the reason to live gives us pride in our endeavors is how we keep score and see they don't want that because everyone they want equity everyone should be equal which means equally poor okay that's the difference so we've got to support the Canadians and our truckers, this people's convoy, because it's coming to a head. So I sent out this press release on, on Wednesday, the day the truckers started. I sent out a press release to make our position clear. We, the People Convention, support the people's convoy. Now, whenever I do this, yes, I'm supporting the convoy. And yes, I'm trying to get media attention, and I'm going to show you that we did, okay? But I'm always putting an educational component. I put this out so you can share it because I'm trying to educate the common person as to what's going on in their life, what the threat is. So besides saying that we support both the methods and, and the goals of this U.S. Trucker People's Convoy, Zawistowski explained, as we can now all see by the horrific developments in Canada in the past several weeks, the totalitarian threat by the worldwide communist left 
is an existential threat to all Western democracies and the greatest threat to individual freedom and liberty since the Second World War. The Canadian Truckers Freedom Convoy has exposed this threat, embodied in the tyrannical actions of Trudeau, which is global in nature and well underway in the United States. The U.S. Truckers People's Convoy is intended to address this threat by taking peaceful but effective action to confront the vast overreach of the U.S. government and many state governments which have illegally infringed on our individual rights and freedoms. This peaceful, peaceful effort has a total support of our organization and our members in doing so. Okay? Then I go on to explain, you know, all about the you know the war between the working class and the virtual class and the great reset that's all in links in here okay and then i say you know i give really orders to well what do we want to be done because in canada yeah they they they've started to open up the bank accounts again but the people who are still in prison they haven't let them go yet and, and, and in Canada, you know, there's, uh, there's a mandatory, once the, uh, the Emergency Act is revoked, there's, uh, within 60 days, the Parliament has to do a review of why was it used. But again, their government is full of radical leftists. And so their review isn't going to be, hey, what caused these truckers to take such actions? You know, what did we do to instigate this as the government? No, 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 no. They're going to investigate, okay, how these people were allowed to hurt our country by blockading the bridges and things like that and how we can stop them better next time. That's the wrong answer. That's the wrong answer. So the fight's got to continue until Trudeau is driven out of office and all the people who were arrested are released. So in Canada... People have withdrawn their money from their banks, and there's a big problem in Canada. And corporations have withdrawn their money from Canadian banks. Trudeau, the fool, the stupid, ignorant, indoctrinated teenager who's running this country with no idea what he's doing, caused a run on the banks that is crippling Canada. Okay, and now he's totally destroyed anybody's faith in the banks. So you've got to continue to take your money out and hold it till he's gone. You've got to hold it until everyone that's been arrested is released and their, their record has been cleaned and they've even been compensated for these illegal acts. Then the truckers need to park their trucks. Just park them until you get your demands. This is the peaceful show of force that we can do that they can't counter. They just can't counter it. That's what we have to do. So our press release, you know, is something you need to go to our website. You can, you know, you can download it. You can share it. Okay. The little icons on the side of the page, you can, you know, share it, send it as an email, whatever you got to do. But it did draw some attention and, and it, and it, you know, drew attention in the, in the, in the Huffington Post, one of the most left-wing, you know, piece of garbage, propaganda mouthpiece. This is Pravda, the Huffington Post. And so they went nuts. Many of the groups behind January 6th are now organizing the U.S. Truckers Convoy. And they did this big article about all these people that, you know, are despicable people 
who were doing the truckers' convoy. Okay, here's what they said. It's not clear whether they will be nearly as disruptive as the Canadian Brethren, but there is reason for concern. Many of the same far-right groups that fomented the January 6th riot at the U.S. Capitol are now activated around these convoys. U.S. convoy organizers include a fear-mongering lineup of far-right actors. You got that? No hyperbole there. QAnon backers, vaccine opponents, COVID-19 truthers, extremist groups, and other self-proclaimed patriots leveraging disinformation to convince Americans that their liberties are at risk while imploring them to stand up and defend them. Yeah, conspiracy theories and disinformation about your liberties are at risk. Like, what the hell do you think just happened in Canada? You think their liberties were at risk? You think our liberties aren't at risk when Democratic congressmen from Arizona tweeted that they should just confiscate all these truckers' trucks and give them to small businesses to redistribute the wealth, comrade? Right? Your liberties are at risk is a misinformation? Yeah, nice try. So they singled out in his story a big quote from yours truly from our press release to highlight, here's what that looks like. It said, you know, that Zawistowski said, understand that this fight is at your door and you have no choice but to fight it now or be slaves forever under more brutal totalitarian rule. That's not misinformation, folks. That's not me, you know, creating conspiracy theories. That's the plan. That's what the Great Reset is all about. And so they put, you know, I mean, this thing goes on for 21 pages, all right? And so it's, it's talking about groups like Moms uh, for America and, uh, and um, you know, the, the uh, Ted Nugent's uh, one of these radicals. And Dr. Robert Malone and Robert Kennedy are these terrible people that are supporting the truckers. They said, the convoy has received further support from We the People Convention, a Tea Party Link organization that launched a campaign in 2020 urging Trump to invoke martial law as a means to reverse the electoral defeat. Many of you joined our organization when we did that. And President Trump should have done that. And we've talked about that. Okay. And they, fortunately, they linked to the story. So good. Tell more people about it. Once the People's Convoy reaches Washington, D.C. and their demands are ignored, which they will be, the U.S. government and state governments may then move to attack the peaceful truckers like Trudeau has done in Canada, WTC President Tom Zawistowski said in a press release Wednesday. And again, they link to our press release, and I hope people from the left will go there and see what I really said. And then it quotes me saying, we must be ready to defeat those attacks. All Canadians, all Americans. All free men and women of the world must understand that this fight is at your door and you have no choice but to fight it now or be slaves for more, forever under more brutal totalitarian rule. That's, that's a fact. Their goal in that article was just simply to stop the trucker convoys before they started, to dissuade people from supporting them. Because again, don't you know, these are people who helped organize the January 6th insurrection that wasn't an insurrection, right? Now, they went to great pains 
to in this article to link to every person like Amy Kramer uh, from who's you know was a big Tea Party person that's helped organize things and with me and they link to the story about me that's on Snopes when I when our organization did the full page ad in the Washington Times saying President Trump do like Lincoln did in the Civil War declare limited temporary martial law to have the uh, National Guard oversee a recount of the federal election, a redo with paper ballots, photo IDs, and all that. That was our premise. Hardly, you know, crazy as we made our case in, in, the, in the, you know, the Washington Times ad. Many of you came to us. We, we became a national organization a year and a half ago when we are in, you know, almost, yeah, a year and a half ago when we, when they did that. Okay. They then took out a hit piece to smear me. You know, investigating my background. Tom Zawistowski's raising money for his own personal use. You know, he's a fraud. You know, this guy, you know, you know, is a mysterious guy. He's got dark money. He owns these packs like the Freedom for All Super Pack and the Ohio Citizens Pack in Ohio. And, and, you know, who is this guy really? And how dare he, you know, take an ad? Okay. So that's what they do. That's the Huffington Post did. And, and unfortunately, too many in our movement will believe this nonsense. Okay? I mean, I've, I've said to you all along, I've been doing the Tea Party in this since 2009 without any pay. I spend 40 to 60 hours a week on this for years, and I don't get paid. None of the money from the Weedy People Convention comes to me in a paycheck. Now, yes. You pay when, you know, we're going to speak this week at an event. You, you know, I use the, the We People Convention money for gas, for my hotel, for foods, for other expenses. But all the money that you donate goes to our cause, goes to fight the fight. But that's what they want you to believe that, oh, we're just these terrible people taking advantage of, of people who don't know. I've said to you all along, this is all about truth. If you can't trust me or believe me, then what are we doing here? Why are you watching this podcast? Okay? You know, if you've been with me for any length of time, we take action and we win. We've changed things. We've won on policy. We've successfully held events. We've elected candidates. We've done whatever makes sense for us to do to protect and then and defend our individual freedom, liberty, and prosperity. And we're going to keep doing it, thanks to you. Because without you, nothing I say means anything. Not, I'm not just talking about donations. I'm talking about acting on what I ask you to do. The reason we're a powerful organization nationally is because you do the things I ask you to do, like call your senators and congressmen and say, demand that we start producing American oil and gas just drive Biden crazy. It's a national security threat. It must be addressed. If you don't do that, then what's the point of me asking you to do it? All right. We're going to take a short break. You're listening to the We the People Convention News and Opinion Podcast. And my name is Tom Zawistowski. We'll be back in just a minute. The We the People Convention News and Opinion Radio Program is paid for by donors like you. 
You can donate to the We The People Convention and support our cause by going to wethepeopleconvention.org or by sending your check in any amount to We The People Convention, P.O. Box 6211, Akron, Ohio, 44312. When you're playing a video, including our podcast, you'll see this little cloud button. And if you click it, it'll actually download the, po- the video to your hard disk. And this works on our podcast page as well. If, you, if you're playing our podcast, and it's going to be loud, so I won't play it for much. But there's our podcast playing. And you can see this little you know, download button. Okay. The other thing you got to notice on our podcast page is that there's a link here where you can send me a message about this podcast. Hey, it was great. Hey, I didn't like it. What, you know, something was wrong or here's a correction, that kind of thing. You can use that link. And then these are the stories that I covered in this particular podcast. And you'll see there's links that go to the stories, that, to the articles that I used in reporting on that. So you can, you can click on that. Um, you'll also see that um, you can sign up for our emails and text messages, but you can also watch our podcast on Roku TV and on Amazon Fire TV. And these are the instructions for doing that. So this is all on our, our podcast page, right? Right on the front page where the yellow button was. So if you click there, you know, this is our podcast page. These are the instructions for watching on Roku TV or Amazon Fire. And I watch our podcast on TV. It just feels more comfortable. Uh, so you can do that. We're also on Rumble. Uh, if you go to Rumble, uh, you should join Rumble. Uh, and, you know, it's Tom Z at WTPC. You'll see our podcast there. Um, we're also on uh, Brighteon which we just joined that. We just started adding our, our videos there. So you can get us a lot of different ways, including on Apple iTunes. And then this is an audio uh, version of our podcast. If you click here, it'll just play the audio of the podcast. It will not uh, you know, uh, you know, show you the video. So people can you know, listen to that while they're jogging or you know, working out, working in the yard, or just relaxing and just want to listen to the audio and not watch the video. And again, this is available on phone, on your iPad, on your laptop, on your computer, any way you want. And you can share you know, this, this, you know, whatever you see. If you're on a page that you, you, know, you really like and you know, you see an article that you think, geez, I've got to share this article, you know, with uh, someone in my family. You can send them an email by clicking on the little envelope. You can uh, post it on Parler or MeWe. And if you click on this, you get all kinds of options, you know, where you can put it on Twitter or Facebook, whatever, which we don't support. But uh, you can do whatever you want. So, so we ask that you share what uh, you see on our We the People Convention site and that um, you get more people to look at it because uh, that's the whole idea here, to help uh, educate people, inform them. And then, as I said uh, before, Link, we're not just about talk, we're about action. And in my podcast every week, uh, which is published every Saturday, so if you, you know, the new podcast usually comes out every Saturday. And in that podcast, I will ask you to do certain things that will help protect and defend your individual freedom, liberty, and prosperity. So that's the We The People Convention website. Come back often, use it uh, to be informed, be informed, and uh, share it with others. Thanks a lot. All right, so there you have it. You know, you uh, thank you to our donors. 
uh, you know, please go to the website often, uh, share the stories you find there because you'll find things there uh, that you won't find elsewhere. I mean, it's just a fact. I mean, I work hard to get you good information and the real behind the scenes story. I also, you know, for you people who are new to the podcast, you'll see behind me, you can see the flag flying outside our house and it's upside down. That is not a show of disrespect for the United States. If you search on that uh, in, a, in a web browser, you'll find that that is a signal that our nation is in distress. And so that flag has been flying upside down since the election was stolen. And uh, it's going to f- stay upside down until we you know, throw these communists uh, uh, and China lovers out of our government and, and reestablish uh, you know, constitutionally based you know, control. And so that, that's why that flag's hanging upside down. You should hang your flag upside down because our nation surely is in distress. However, we are, you know, fighting the fight and we are winning. I, you know, I, I know that it seems like we're losing because the propaganda machine just spills out all this stuff, you know, all these things that are, you know, we hate. Okay. But. You know, we're winning. You know, this week, uh, you, you might have heard about Kyle Rittenhouse has formed a foundation, a co- an organization, a nonprofit to sue the big media actors and athletes who, you know, slander people in the conservative movement, okay, uh, on social media and stuff for damages. And he's, I understand he's su- suing LeBron James. I'm really excited about that. Hope he gets a lot of his money, okay? Uh, that's winning. I've showed you videos. If you go to wethepeopleconvention.org, you'll see uh, two videos of, of, you know, of African-American males who are basically saying, I'm done with the Democrat Party. I have no, no interest in that. Uh, all this, the, the polls are showing huge shifts of Hispanics, huge shifts of suburban women who are outraged about the school board meetings and things are moving to us. So while the propaganda machine you know, like I said last week, Tokyo Rose says, hey, GI, you know, go home. You know, you can't win. You can't listen to that. You've got to look for the other stories to get the balance. So here was a story from this week, and it seems to be one every bloody week. South Carolina Dem defects to run as a Republican. It became apparent that I am not a Democrat. South Carolina Dorchester County Councilwoman Harriet Holman switched to the GOP in a historic moment for her county. Uh, she, the, uh, she was the last elected Democrat in Dorchester County, South Carolina. And on, on Monday, she said she's switching to the Republican Party, stating that it has become apparent that she was not a Democrat due to her conservative views. Okay, so what did she mean? She's a retired Army lieutenant colonel, is pro-life, pro-capitalism, and supports the police, and points out that she has always stood for many of the same principles reflected in the Republican platform. She has been considering the switch for six months and finally decided it was time. Appearing on Fox News, she explained her move as being uh, a final straw from her last effort uh, was what the Democratic Party is doing. Uh, it's just I just sort of looked at it. And I, I just didn't agree with any any with the Democratic Party any longer. The one thing that I am totally just pro-life and I am for capitalism, I am for funding the police. And so those things are what made me make the final decision. And she's just she's not a Democrat anymore. And the Democrats aren't Democrats anymore. The Democrats are communists. Understand? There is no Democratic Party. If you think you're a Democrat, you have no party. Because the Democrat, quote unquote, and as Hillary, you know, in her campaign, the Democrat socialists 
are socialists, but they're really communists. Justin Trudeau, just as an example. So now, when I talk about winning, man, this story really surprised me. This story really surprised me. Guess who has the most Democrat viewers in the key 25 to 49 demographic? And this story is on our website, and you can see the graphic. New numbers from Nielsen MRI Fusion released Tuesday showed a surprising trend among cable news viewers. Democrats are turning into Fox News in large numbers. While reading through the monthly breakdown of viewers released by Fox, CNN, and MSNBC, it's impossible to ignore the enormous share of total viewers that Fox has. Fox makes up 56% of the total primetime audience in cable news and 55% during the day. So while it's safe to assume that the right-leaning Fox attracts more than just Republicans, the amount of Democrats and independents tuning in and who they are tuning in to watch is surprising. According to the party line data gathered in the month of October, Tucker Carlson is the number one watched host among Democrats in the key 25 to 45 age demographic across all networks, across all networks. For that month, Carlson pulled in an average of 101,000 Democrats in the demo. The Rachel Maddow Show and The Five tied for second, each pulling 88,000 demo viewers. Now again, add that up. If Maddow's got 88,000 and Carlson has 101, but The Five has 88,000, then it's more than two to one. There's 181,000 Democrats watching Carlson and, and The Five and only 88,000 watching Rachel the nutjob Maddow on MSLSD. More stunning still is the fact that Sean Hannity and Greg Gutfeld round out the top five with 81,000 and 73,000 Democrats in the demo. So Hannity has almost as many as Maddow. In terms of total viewers, Fox has three of the top five shows watched by Democrats. Maddow leads among Democrats in terms of total viewers with 908,000, while the five pulls in 732,000 Democrat viewers who identify as Democrats, and Tucker Carlson pulls in 722,000 to round out the top three. Hannity and Lawrence O'Donnell land in fourth and fifth place with 630,000 and 607,000 Democratic viewers, respectively. Again, add that up. 732,000 for the, uh, for the five, 722,000 for Tucker Carlson. That's 1.5 million compared to 908,000. This is serious stuff, and I know many of us are not happy with Fox and we're watching One America News and Newsmax, and that's good because they are more conservative, and, and, and Fox is more establishment because, you know, they've got too many DC connections. But in raw percentages, Fox pulls in 58% of all independents watching cable news, while MSNBC attracts 25%, CNN gets 17%. Among total viewers identified as, as Democrats, Fox pulls in 39%, while MSC pull, S, MSNBC pulls in 38%, and CNN gets 24%. Wow. That's winning. Okay? Now, why is that winning? That's winning because, as you'll see in some of these... Uh, the, you know, the, the woman who just said she's switching parties and these videos that we have on our website. It's one of these things where if you've been lied to all your life, it's like the Truman Show. I don't know if you're familiar with the movie with Jim Carrey. It's a very interesting movie called The Truman Show where they, this baby is raised on a TV set to have an artificial world 
And he, the baby, as it grows up, never is told that it's living in a fake world. And then he eventually figures it out and, and realizes that he's been living in this, this fantasy world. Well, once you switch from MSLSD or the Clinton News Network or even ABC, CBS or NBC, where they've lied to you about Russia, Russia, Russia and about Trump and about Putin and about China. And you start to watch Tucker Carlson? Whoa. Once you know, you can't not know. And people are, are you know, like I say, they're woke, but we're awake. Very powerful. We're winning, folks. We're winning. But they're fighting and they're cheating. And they're, and they're not going to just give it to us. We're going to have to take it. But again, I share these stories with you. I don't know if you saw that news anywhere else. Share it with the other people who don't understand. Share it with your Democratic friends. Say, hey, did you see Democrats are moving to Fox? Why don't you try it out? Another ask, small ask. Use the share buttons on our website. So let's keep on going here because it's, you know, it's just unbelievable you know, the environment we're in and how we can keep winning if we keep fighting. So as I said earlier, the truckers are demanding that Biden and the national emergency, state of emergency, that Trump declared in March of 2020 for COVID as a direct rebuke to them. Before they came, days before they started, Biden extended the U.S. national emergency over COVID. Okay? Now, that to me is a direct provocation. This means that Biden is trying to show force against the force of the truck convoy, okay? But it's even more insane than that. Citing what he called a risk to public health and safety in a letter released on, White, on the White House website, Biden told House Speaker Nancy Pelosi that there remains a need to continue this national emergency. The COVID pandemic continues to cause significant risk to public health and safety of the nation. More than 900,000 people in this nation have perished from the disease. A, that's not true. B, that's in the past. So what does that have to do with the future? And it is essential to continue to combat and respond to the COVID-19 with the full capacity and capability of the federal government, meaning we don't want to give up power, just like Trudeau didn't want to give up the Emergency Act. He, Biden wrote, adding that his office has determined that it is necessary to continue the national emergency declared almost two years ago. No Republicans came out against this. Not a freaking word. Okay. But reconcile that with this. Okay. Which came out on Friday. CDC drastically alters key measures that influence the mass mandates across the United States. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention on Friday, February 25th, drastically changed a key measure that is used by officials across the country to determine whether or not to require mask wearing. The federal agency now says nearly three quarters of Americans don't need to wear masks because, quote, listen to this, they live in areas with low or medium community risk from COVID-19. How does that square with Joe Biden saying that, you know, there remains a continued risk, and this is a national emergency. His own CDC is calling bullcrap. 
The dramatic switch comes because the CDC is switching from only using COVID-19 cases as factors and are taking into account other metrics, including hospitalizations. Yeah, because with the Omicron variant, the cases were high, but it was very mild. People didn't have to go to the hospital, but they were still using cases to just declare panic, right? Fear porn. Joe Biden's lying right to your face, okay? Here's a map. Look at this map. Tell me about the national emergency. This is a map that says who's dropping mask mandates. The orange, for those of you listening to the podcast, literally all of America is orange, and those are the states that have no mask requirements. The only ones that have any are Washington, Oregon, California, New Mexico, Hawaii, Illinois, and Washington, D.C., and Connecticut. Overwhelmingly, there's no mass requirements, okay, across the country. And Joe Biden's going to tell you, I have to keep these emergency powers because there's still a threat from COVID? He's a damned liar. It's all about control. It was always about control. And that's why we've got to fight that and not wear the mask. Take the mask off. A, they don't work. B, they're a, they're, they're a method of control. This was an experiment on how to control the population, just as Trudeau was doing with controlling your bank account. Oh, but, but you know, the Huffington Post says, you know, that it's a conspiracy that we might lose our liberties, right? Yeah, conspiracy, right? And then, on top of it all, we've been fighting this fight forever, Growing number of experts call on U.S. government to recognize natural immunity. Uh, you know that the COVID vaccine should incorporate you know natural immunity into their schedule. Most experts are arguing that the Centers for Disease Control recommending vac vaccination schedule should feature fewer doses or none at all for people who have contracted COVID-19 and survived. Yeah, because the tests that have been done, which you can find at WeThePeopleConvention.org, show that if you had COVID you have more protection than any vaccine, by far, by far. Natural infections could, uh, should count as two doses, Dr. Paul Offit, professor of pediatrics at Children's Hospital of Philadelphia and advisor of the Food and Drug Administration on Vaccines, told the Epoch Times. Offit and two former FDA officials stated in a recent op-ed that requiring people who have been infected to get three shots is overkill at best, a waste of valuable doses, and an unnecessary risk at worst, given that vaccines have side effects, albeit rare ones. Okay? Under current CDC guidance, all Americans 12 and older are advised to get three doses of the vaccine. The CDC defines fully vaccinated as people who get two shots of Moderna or Pfizer vaccines or the single shot Johnson & Johnson jab. Yeah, except, you know, all we've got is evidence about from the military of all kinds of horrible uh, reactions because these are young, mostly men in the military who were forced to take the shot and they're hiding the data. They're hiding, you know, the data. We saw last week the CDC uh, just didn't release the data from like the, you know, I think it was a group was 49 to 59 year olds or something like that because they were afraid it would be misinterpreted as, as showing the vaccines don't work. Yeah, the, our government is full of liars and they are our enemies and they are infringing on our freedoms and liberties and we've got to fight back. And we are. 
Uh, on to the, you know, the, the election fraud fight that continues, and God bless every one of you in Georgia, in, in Wisconsin, in Pennsylvania, in Michigan, in Nevada, in Arizona, who keep fighting this fight, you know, while the rest of us are working on the next election, you're still trying to, you know, make clear what happened in 2020. Uh, I'll link to this, but uh, this is really important. Dr. Shiva report. Signatures match, signature matching in Arizona proves massive election fraud. You can literally see in this video, they looked at you know, all these absentee ballots, and there were at least 229,430 early ballots that clearly have mismatched signatures in an election that was decided by 10,457 votes. Seriously, folks. Seriously. And they, they aren't fooling. They actually have pictures here's the person's signature in the the uh, the book at the board of elections here's the signature on their early absentee ballot they're not even close they're not even close in arizona okay and i know wendy rogers and some people in arizona are, are you know working to get the election decertified i don't know if they can get that done but they also have 13 new laws that what Rogers has proposed in Arizona to stop this insanity, to stop the cheating. And we've got to. Now, you know, we have had, uh, you know, our, our Patriots priority list that, you know, is really the guidestone for all of us. You know, I put this out at the first of the year, the 2020 Patriot priority list. And the first one is fix the fraud legislatively, okay? Fix the fraud legislatively. And so we've been talking about, you know, this thing with Heritage Foundation. And if you go to WeThePeopleConvention.org on the front page, you'll see you know, a link to fix the fraud. And it takes you to this page where you can watch do this election integrity scorecard. I'm just telling you, folks, you want to make a difference? Take the election integrity scorecard. Look at the, the problems, the bla the absolute hole so big you could drive a semi through in our, in every state, even in the states that have the highest score, that have the best elections, you know, running, you know, policies. They just have these huge things that you just go, well, why aren't we checking to see if there's 20 people registered to vote at this vacant lot? Why aren't we che checking signatures on absentee ballots? It's up to us. It's up to you and me. If we want to take back control of our country, restore representative government, right? Restore a government that serves the people and protects our rights, doesn't steal our rights and want to rule over us, we've got to be able to have fair elections. We're not going to have fair elections if you and I don't do the work to do it. It's just that simple. And so this ask is, is going. Are you, have, you, have you signed up to work the primary in your state? Can you get a job at the Board of Election if you're retired? Looking at the absentee ballots, making sure the rules are being followed. And then we talked about your Board of Election has public meetings. I had forgotten about that. But in the video from Hans von Spakovsky, which you'll find at We the People Convention, that's very interesting from Heritage, he said, hey, Go to these public meetings with your board of elections. Take the election integrity scorecard for your state. Print out the things that they're not doing and say, why aren't we doing this? Folks, that's not hard. That's not 
like the Ukrainians are having to do to fight the Russians for their freedom. It's not what the truckers in Canada are having to do to protect their freedom with their bank accounts frozen and being attacked and being doxxed if you gave money. This is, this is just being a good citizen. We've got to do this. The second part of it, we've got to take over operation of the polls. So that's, you know, we've got to fix it legislatively, and then we've got to work the polls to make sure it's done right. We've got to recruit and support warrior candidates, and then we've got to turn out our vote in huge numbers. The candidate issue is critical. Challenge the people running in your area. We cannot just elect rhinos. We just can't. We need people who understand what's in this podcast. We need people who know what the hell the Great Reset is. Okay? We need people who are, see the threat to Western democracy from the climate change anti-capitalists. We need people who can see with clear eyes and have the heart of a warrior to fight. Who are those people on the ballot in your elections? What are you going to do to help them win? What are you going to do to educate the rhinos who surely have more money and more ability to get reelected? How can you influence them? It's our job to do everything we can. It's this year is going to decide. So here we go. Hold on your hats. But if you want freedom and liberty, you've got to work for it. All right. So we'll wrap it up you know, for today. I sure appreciate you watching our podcast. You, as I said in, in the video, uh, you know, you, there's a link where you can send me stories. You know, you can, um, you can write to me at info at we the people convention.org. Many of the things in this podcast come from you. Uh, most of all, I need you to tell people about this podcast because the left, you know, does its, its best to, you know, keep us under your know, wraps. And, and again, I can't even accurately send you information. I, you know, sending you, uh, emails, you know, all week, every week I have people say, I used to get your emails. I don't now. Yeah. They're intentionally blocking them. It's not a conspiracy theory. I've hired people to go look and I can show you where they're blacklisting our, our IP addresses, our servers all the time. And I, we spend money that you donate to help try to defeat that and get our message out. Okay. But tell people about this podcast. Last week we had a huge surge in our viewers and that's because of you. And I can't thank you enough for that. So we're going to wrap it up for this week. Call your congressmen and senators. Demand that we get our energy going. Demand it. Make a ruckus, okay? Go to the website, get the schedule for the truck convoy, and start planning next week. They're going to be coming through. How can we greet them? How can we create the visuals that will show people that the American people back them? Because this is about more than just vax mandates. This is about restoring representative government and the rule of law, which Joe Biden needs to be impeached for, right? Because he, he's just he's just a liar and he's breaking the law, okay? On the border, wherever it is. So fight for your freedom, fight for your individual liberty, fight for your prosperity. We will win. All we have to do is fight. We just have to have the willingness to keep fighting. All right. We'll see you again next week. You've been watching the We the People Convention News and Opinion podcast. 
My name is Tom Zawistowski. Yes, we are the brave.